yesterday we were working in school, and we, we have this thing about once a month uh, that we go to. It's called advisory class. And we go there about once a month on a Tuesday every time. And what we do in there, I guess what I'm taking from it is the main goal is to kind of try to keep you on track, show you your transcript about every time, and, and show you what, where you're going and uh, what your GPA is, what your grades are, what classes you've taken, what you still need to take. And yesterday they gave us back a, a form that I had wrote on last year. And what it was was the classes that I had previously taken in my high school career and the classes that I had taken that year. And also we wrote down what we thought we were going to take this year. And I started looking, and they gave it back to us because what they wanted us to do was to make corrections on what we had said we were going to take and then what we were actually taking this year. And so I started looking, and, and amazingly, it was, it was pretty close. But there was a few different things that I needed to change on there. And after I changed them, I started thinking, wow, I'm glad that I didn't go with that original plan. I'm so glad that I changed those classes that now I'm in these other classes. The first one was physics. And, I, you know, I don't know how physics was when you were in school, but physics is hard now, and they have a lot of work. And I changed from physics to chemistry, and chemistry to me is a whole lot easier. In fact, it's one of my easiest classes of the day. But also, I looked down on the bottom of the list, and it said U.S. history. And instead of taking the easy route on U.S. history, I went ahead and took AP U.S. history this year. And come to find out, that is my favorite class of the day. So you know what? I'm, I, I started thinking, I was looking at it, wow, I am glad that I changed my plans. You know, that I didn't go with what I was planning on doing, but I changed my plans. And tonight I want to I read a story out of Mark chapter 1, talking about how Jesus changed the plans of these four guys. Mark chapter 1, verse 16, it says, And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the boat, mending their nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father, Zebedee, in the boat with the hired servants and went after him. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, as we come before you again tonight, Lord, I pray that you just bless the reading and now the preaching of your word, God. Help us to see how you have plans in our lives tonight, God. And I pray that you just help us to follow those plans and to see them clearly. Lord, we love you in your precious name. Amen. So we see how these guys, they're fishermen. That's all they are. And today, they're, they're just going on their regular, you know, routine that they do. They wake up, and they get ready, and they go out and fish. And they fish all day and catch as much as they can, and then come back and, and sell what they catch. But today was not a normal day. Today was the day that Jesus came. And instead of their regular plans that they had for that day just to go fishing, Jesus came and changed those plans. You see, Jesus had another plan for them. And... They had no clue. They had no clue that that was going to happen to them this day. And, of course, we know that, yes, they did follow him. But let me remind you, that was not an easy thing to do. And we have this great example, but from them, it wasn't an easy thing to do. Just imagine, it says they went immediately. So immediately, they left all their investments that they had. The boat that they were on, the nets that they were using, the fish that they had already caught that day, the fish that were still in the sea, 
all their hired servants, their family was on the boat as well. They left it all behind, all their investments, all the time that they had spent, they turned around and walked away from immediately. Think about their families. How easy would it be for you to one day just pack up, see you later. <laughs> there you go, no more of that. It wouldn't be very easy. But even besides those two things, think of all the other obligations that they had in their life. Think about, hey, they had to pay their rent on their house next week, you know, or the rent on the boat, or, or, or they had to feed their family, feed their kids. Immediately, they left all those obligations, and they followed Jesus. But even when they did, they never had to worry about food or shelter. We see that later in the stories, how Jesus provides for them, and and everywhere they go with Jesus, everything's ready to go because they're following so closely to the plan that they need to be keeping their focus on. But really, what really gets me is that these disciples, these, these four men that are the first disciples, there was no person for them to follow except for Jesus. It, Jesus came up and said, hello, I'm Jesus, follow me. And they followed. There was no other disciples there at that time. They were the first ones. Now, how easy would that be to do? Some, some guy comes up and says, follow me. You're no longer going to be a fisherman. Do not worry about that. You're going to follow me, and you're going to be fishers of men. And if that didn't sound strange enough, and, and leaving them didn't sound strange enough, you're going by yourself. You're going with just this man that comes up out of the blue and tells you this crazy plan. So altogether, they went knowing less than Jesus less about Jesus than we do today. Most of us in this room were raised in church, raised growing up, you know, listening to Brother Johnny or whoever was teaching your children's church then, showing you the Bible stories about Jesus. And we see and we can read and we can understand all the way from his birth to his death to his resurrection to his ascension into heaven. And get this, we even know the future of it. We know what he's going to come back and do. But in that time, on that day, these four men knew none of that. But still they followed. And so it brings me to this point. One second. It brings me to this point. It has to be us that is willing to follow God's plans. No matter how crazy they seem, no matter how he explains it to us or shows it to us, we have to be willing and ready to follow his plans. It's crucial that at all times you hunger for what God wants for your life. A lot of people are asking me, Mason, where are you going to college? You know, to be honest with you, I have no clue. <laughs> and that's a, scary, that's a scary thought at this time. You know, a lot of people are going on college visits and, and, and they're starting to plan of where they're going. And if you know me, you know that I like to plan. I like to make sure that I know what's going to happen and when it's going to happen, where it's going to happen, who's going to be involved. And at this point, I have no plan. But even more about me, I, I don't like change. I'm bad about that. And that is a downfall for my, you know, uh, sadly, I don't like change. And so it's hard to roll with the punches sometimes, you know. But this college thing, it's really, it's really kind of getting me, uh, to be honest. There's so many options. There's so many places you can go. There's so many places that you can get what you want to get. But then again, what do I want to get? You know, I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> I know that I'm called into ministry. I know I'm called to preach. But 
what doors am I going to take to get there? And really, when you think about it, it's a scary thought. Because of how many decisions there are, how many doors there are to choose, it's real easy for me to follow my plans. And so recently, it's been my prayer for God to show me what college to go to. You know, Jason's always telling us that this time as, as a teenager is the most crucial part of your life because of all the decisions you make. The decisions that you make today are how you're going to be living tomorrow or what you're going to have to live tomorrow. It's through the decisions that you make today, which doesn't help calm my nerves at all because <laughs> I still don't know what decision to make, you know? <laughs> And, of course, y'all guys are all out of college, but it's the same, same for you. It's the same for you. It's not just in the teenage years. Whatever decision that you make today is going to be the decision that you have to live with tomorrow. That goes for everybody. That's just how the world works. And, sadly, we don't always make the right decisions. And so that brings me back. We have to continually hunger for what God wants for our lives, what God has planned for us. Because it's already ready to go, you know. He knows. We just have to follow. And I'm going to tell this story. Uh, I told it last week up in the teen center, so they probably won't think it's as funny this time. Uh, <laughs> but I want to tell it for two reasons. For one, I think it's a pretty good illustration. For two, I don't want you guys to miss out on the best deal on Fort Smith. Um, and now you're like, oh, what's he going to say? And I'm going to keep you in suspense. <coughs> Last Thursday, I went to a basketball game, and, and after it, man, I was just hungry. I was, I was almost to the point of starvation, I think. Probably not really, but that's what it felt like. And uh, so we decided, all my friends, we decided, hey, let's go, let's, go, uh, let's go out to eat. And if you know me, you know that I like McDonald's. I am a McDonald's connoisseur, and, and that's really bad because I eat it way too much. But instead of McDonald's, we decided to go to Brahms. And uh, so Brahms was okay. Brahms has pretty good burgers, I would say. And I found that out real fast. I walk in and I and I and it's pretty late, so I, we want to kind of hurry. So I walk up to the menu and I'm and I'm looking at the board, and I can't decide what to get. But I look down to the bottom of the board and on a cardboard sign, there it is, bag o burgers. And that bag o burgers was exactly what it sounded like—a bag of burgers. But get this: here's what was in the bag of burgers. The bag of burgers was five burgers for four seventy-five. Now, church, that's not even a dollar a burger. How am I supposed to pass up bag of burgers? I'm hungry, I want a lot of food, and that is pretty cheap for five burgers. You can't even get that at McDonald's, I'm telling you. So I said, I'll take that bag of burgers. And so that I wouldn't be hungry after that, I went ahead and got a small fry and a large shake. <laughs> and I'm being serious. I'm being, and I know, I know, you're like, where's he put it all? I know, but. And I went in and got a glass of water for the healthy side, too. <laughs> but I couldn't hold the water after I got done eating. No, it's good. No, I really couldn't. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting for this food. And it's just, it seems like it's taking forever. Remind you this, I haven't eaten since lunchtime, okay? <laughs> I like to have a little after-school snack, okay? I do. And this is around 9 o'clock, so it doesn't sound as bad as that sounds. But I'm waiting for this food, and finally they call my number, and I go up, and I grab my tray. 
And even though I'm eating in, there is a bag of burgers on my tray. And I'm going to go eat them. And so I sit down and I open up the bag and it's just like on a movie or on the TV show. You open it up and like it just steams out. And my glass is fogged up and I was like, this is going to be good. And so I started in. I unwrapped the first burger and I mean like a vacuum. It was gone. I mean, I don't even know how I ate it that fast. But So I put down one. Mind you, there's five burgers, okay? One down. Pretty easy. Two down. Still pretty easy. Three down. I started to get a little full. I, you know, I'm just feeling it in the bottom of my stomach, okay? But since there's all these guys around me, I have to keep face. You know, hey, I ordered all this food. I got to eat this food. <sighs> Burger four down. I'm getting pretty full. <laughs> but for good measure, I go ahead and put down number five. <laughs> so I put down number five, and I'm not hungry anymore. I'm not. But like I said, I had to keep face with them guys. You know, they're going to make fun of me if I order all this food and not eat it. So I go ahead and I eat the small fries and then the shake. And then by that time, I'm like, I'm ready to go home, you know. And it was closing time, too. I mean, we were having to hurry. But that's how we are sometimes as Christians. We start off at the beginning of the year, and it's pretty easy. You know, we, we, we feel like it's a new beginning, which it is. And so we come close to God, and, and we're... We're seeking Him with all of our might, and we feel closer to God than ever before, and we start making these, you know, plans. We start starting our new Bible reading plan. You know, hey, I'm going to read the whole Bible this year. I'm going to go to church every time the doors are open. Every single service. You better believe I'm not missing one this year. I'm going to grow closer to God this year than ever before. And we start off like that at the beginning of the year, and we're going good. And then January 22nd turns here. Already, the month's already over, first month of the year's already over, and you start realizing, wow, I'm not as hungry as I was before. Oh, man, I'm already getting my fill. And that's, that's how we are as Christians sometimes. And that's the easy route, for sure. That is the easy route. But it's our job to have a continual hunger for what God wants for our life. It's our job to have a continual hunger for the plans that God has for our life. What we do is end up missing those plans. What I really like about this story is it says in both times that they went immediately. They immediately went. He said, come, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. And they immediately went. Both times. Both groups of men. I can't say it's always been me. Immediately. You know, they, they didn't say, God, I've been working on this over here. Look at this investment I've been doing. All this time? I have invested so much time. You want me to leave right now? But Lord, my wife's about to have a baby. How do you want me to leave my family right now? What are you talking about? You want me to go over there? You want me to do that? The obligations. I don't know what your major obligation in your life is, but I'll tell you what mine is right now. School. And if I'm not careful, it's real easy for me to make that real, real high in my priorities. I go to school about eight hours a day or whatever, work the whole time, and then just to be cruel, they give us that homework, and we go back home and work another t 
seriously, at least an hour a night. Most of the time, too. There's a teacher over there. <laughs> Sorry, Camilla. But really, that is my obligation, and that's my shortfall, is that sometimes I'll put that too high on the priority list. you got to shrink it back down. Lord, do you want me to do that? Do you understand how much I have on my plate right here? This is the hardest year of school I've ever had. What do you want me to do? I can't do that, too. There's not enough time in the day. They went immediately. You know, when we miss God's plans, he's not there like the magic genie in the lamp. That when it's on your convenience, that you can go rub that lamp and the genie comes out and, okay, here we go. We're ready to follow the plan. It's all about God's timing. It's all about God's plans. To put our plans aside and to take up God's plans. But it, sometimes it's just too easy for us to follow our own. It's hard, it's hard to trust God in those things. Because we can't see ahead. We can't see ahead. But just as the disciples couldn't see ahead in Jesus' life, same for us. We can't see ahead in our own life. But someone can. And someone has our life planned out. It's his plans. Jeremiah 32, 19 says, You plan and do great things. You see everything that people do. And you reward people for the way they live and for what they do. He plans, we do, he rewards accordingly. He plans, we do, and he rewards accordingly. That's the big picture. But it starts here. It starts right now. Don't put it off. Do it immediately. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just, God, we love you. Lord, I thank you that you are in control. I thank you that I do not have to be in control of my own life. That you're there for me. God, I thank you for the plans that you have for my life. I thank you for the plans that you have for every single person's life in here tonight, God. And I pray, God, that if there's someone in this room tonight that knows they're not following your plan, I pray that tonight would be the night that they realize that. That they make the commitment to follow your plan and to follow it immediately. God, I pray that you just continue to lead us. Help us to come together and all work together and all be on your page, God, and not our own. Thank you so much for sending your son to die for us. In your precious name we pray. Amen.